Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast that loves you. I'm your host, your groove mistress, and your spiritual advisor, Madam Perry. But you can call me Jan, Jennifer, JP, Perry. I don't care. I'm just thrilled that you are here and that I am here too. And also the guest we have tonight. Now, to go over a few things, recently uh, people have been asking about some of the recent guests and what's going on with them. Uh, yes, we had. Tony Richards from the band Wicked Star, um, straight up heavy metal hair dude, and he has got new music out and going around, so I'll be sharing Wicked Star, it's W-I-K-K-I-D, Wicked Star with two R's, Tony Richards. Also, we had Brandy Stilwell, some of you know her from, um, she began her career working um with Mad TV. She's a writer and producer and actor on Hollywood. She's also worked on Family Guy, American Dad, several other shows. And she had a comic. Um, actually, she her first, first bit of work she had published of her own was a comic book called Sasquatch Detective. And it's on, on DC Comics. And she just has a new book out called None of This is going according to plan and it's basically about the life of somebody who goes from the midwest farm fields to los angeles after film school and uh, gets into the business and all the experiences and crazy stories she has and it's fantastic and she was so funny also we had moses mo uh his and some new music from his group the moses mo and the real cool band but of course you know moses mo from other people he plays with Maybe Carl Carlton and the Sun Dogs, or maybe, most likely, the band he's been the original guitar player and the only guitar player for, Mother's Finest. Uh, so, yeah, Moses Mo gave us a little baby love on the show, and he's on tour now with that band. So, uh, and we've got more fun stuff coming up. You can always look on the uh, Madden Perry Salon page on uh, Facebook, or you can check us out on Instagram, just Madam Perry. Twitter, Madam Perry. We've got all kind of stuff coming up. Too. Oh, yes. You know, um, Todd Rundgren, uh, had, of course, Todd Rundgren is almost always, he goes out every year on tour, but his bass player from the Days of Utopia, Chasm Sultan, who's still with him. And Chasm, you see him a lot with uh, on tour. When Todd's not working, Chasm is on tour with people like uh, Blue Oyster Cult, Don Felder, Everybody wants Todd, and oh, and also you know he did uh, work on and produce the um, I think the Meatloaf uh, one of the Meatloaf albums. So uh, anyway, Casim Sultan's on tour now with his solo. He's got a brand new solo uh, CD out, and he's going to be back. It's not his first time here. He's going to be back here on February the 11th. 
it's going to be a Friday night. That's rather unusual. I know I don't broadcast on Fridays, but because of Kaz's tour, I wanted a chance to get him in. So anyway, Kaz and Sultan, yeah, it's going to be great. But tonight, I'm really psyched about this. And I've had a lot of phone calls today about it. Tonight's guest Country singer and songwriter. Baby, you know we love that. Country singer and songwriter. It's got a hot new single called Whiskey Wears Off. It just dropped on the 19th. And let me tell you, it is banging. It's flying off. So please let, just let me welcome you into Madam Perry's salon for the very first time. And I hope not the last, Dane Lewis. Welcome, Dane. How's it going, JP? Good to talk it's to you. Go- you know what? Musicians always call me JP, and nothing that thing but just JP. the best, man. That's <laughs> the best. That's good. So I didn't say it in the intro, but I thought, well, let's see. But of course, musicians always welcome. I'm glad to have you here. Hey, everything is going great. It's um, it's you seem to be uh, between your original. Iowa accent and my Georgia accent, we seem to be communicating okay already. Oh yeah, it works like gangbusters. No, it kind of it kind of translates over the farther I get to one region or the other. When I get back home to <laughs> Iowa, it kind of gets more Iowa, and then when I get to Nashville, I'm just full blown Southern damn Yankee. So it happens that way sometimes. <laughs> okay. All right. So, well, listen. Congratulations. You got new music, but you've been out. Um, I was looking on, on at some videos of you and interviews when you were out on the road the last couple of years, which has not been easy. You haven't really been on the road steady. Nobody has, but uh, playing at festivals and uh, interviews on TV, performances on TV. Uh, you know where where there's a um, where there's a will, there's a way. Or in my latest uh, experience, where there's a will, there's a relative. But you know when you've got something <laughs> you're working on. Um, I think too, especially when somebody's got music that's just that you know, you never quit. Even if you can't get out and perform, it's like musicians or writers or artists of any kind. You've got to keep creating, got to keep creating. So it's got to go somewhere. So any chance you have to get out and and perform or get on screen, I know you do. But now, um, it seems like you're getting back on the road. I saw on your website you got a couple of places, um, some shows lined up already. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. No, we uh, like you said, we we over the last uh over the last years, it's been pr- pretty difficult to uh be out and be a touring musician. But uh, my guitar player always says it's like uh being a shark; they got to keep swimming to survive, and that's kind of how we uh that's been our mo for the last last couple years. And we did a lot of writing, a lot of recording and stuff, and now we're back in the studio. Uh, we we wound up we didn't like what we put out, so we wound up pulling a lot of it. Um a lot of folks that had looked us up prior and uh we got all new music coming out and we're going to do some recuts on some old recordings of songs that have been staples in our sets and no we uh we just got done playing a, a sold out show in sioux city iowa the other night uh with those guys have been buddies of ours since earlier this summer we played with them and we gotta we gotta do quite a few cool shows with brantley gilbert and uh, a couple other other different cats this last summer and um, we'll be coming up. We're playing a show with Ward Davis again in Sioux City, Iowa. Um, a lot of Texas country guys get up to the Midwest. I kind of like it up there for some reason, even though it's colder than hell. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. No, we've we've been excited to get back on the road and get back in the studio recording and uh, playing everywhere we can and talking to everyone we can as well. 
Well, yeah, but you, you've traveled enough, I'm sure, to know that, especially I know in, the, in Georgia and um, I know in the parts of Texas that I've been to, and when it's hot, you just you just melt. I mean, the, the humidity is, you can just, you oh, can just yeah, feel absolutely. the humidity. So that's why they're glad to get up there, just get a little bit of the sweat off of them. You know, it's like, okay, there we're cold, go. but we're not sweating. <laughs> Our clothes there are sticking to we'll us. take it as a gift for, for a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so give us. You know, everybody has some kind of a story about uh, either they family, everybody in the family played music, or maybe nobody played music, or maybe somebody just stuck a guitar in your hand and said, here, keep this out of you, play this and stay out of trouble. So what is your story, uh, how you started playing, and when? You know, it, it's kind of a funny fact. Um, my dad, none of my family was really musical. My mom sang a little bit in show choir and stuff like that in high school. But in my, I think my great-grandma played a little bit of piano. But no one was ever really a, a big touring musician or played in bands in my immediate family. And uh, so my dad had brought home a junk guitar one time, and it sat in the attic for years and years. And uh, I wound up sitting next to a buddy of mine in middle school, I think it was, and um a friend of another friend of mine had been over at my house that weekend and seen that junk guitar started talking about, Oh yeah, well you got that guitar upstairs. Well, my friend that I was sitting with in, in middle school, he played guitar really, really well. And he's like, if you guys, if you want to learn, you know, you could bring it over. I could try to show you some stuff. Well, I had just gotten neck deep in Led Zeppelin and Tom Petty and John Mellencamp mm. and a bunch of classic rock stuff that I really still love. And, uh, so I went out full pot committed and, uh, bought myself an electric guitar and a little rookie setup and started taking a couple lessons from him. About a year later, we started a band. Um, in high school, I started taking some real lessons for a couple years. And uh, the high school band, you know, it was kind of a funny thing. It just kind of, for the last couple years, it's been a turnover one guy at a time. But I, I've had, I, I started with that group of guys. The guitar stayed with me the longest for about three, four years. Switched over after high school. We were in a hard rock band together. Then we left the hard rock band, started a country band together because that's kind of where my writing is centered around being coming up from a farm background. And so we toured with a band. We we did, uh, it was called Saviors and Outlaws. We did that for a couple of years and uh, that went by the wayside. Um, and then I met some different cats and started playing with those guys. And I've been doing the solo, solo country artist thing for since about 2017 and uh, ever since then, we've been trying to burn heels and go like hell as best we can. And it's been a lot of fun. It's been a really interesting step-by-step when you look at everything that lined up the way it did that I wound up meeting the folks that I did. Uh, and uh, basically, you know, the the solo artist thing was great, and we loved it, doing it, but we were kind of getting nowhere fast, I guess you could say, other than just local bar ta- bar shows around the Midwest. And then uh, I played a fundraiser for this uh, lovely woman named Cindy Brody that uh, started this uh, organization called Partners for Patriots, where they raise service dogs for disabled veterans. Well, she had worked Ooh. with um, the lovely uh, Annie Dorman, and her husband Randy played guitar for Kenny Rogers since 1977. So on my wow. first trip to Nashville, I got to go out and meet Randy and Annie, and they have been an absolute godsend to my career and my connections, and they've helped set me up with my publicist and my uh, agency, my uh, talent agency team, and uh, it's been really exciting, everything that we've been able to do with Burning Ground and Core PR since then, and uh, we're excited to see where the next couple of years bring us. 
Oh, that's fantastic. And I especially like that. And I'm going to want to make sure I mention that um, again at the end because, you know, our, our American veterans, I think they're such an underserved. They're deserving, but they are an underserved part of our, our community. And uh, I push anything that has to do with veterans. So uh, and what, what is the name of that group again? Partners for Patriots, and they go short dogs for vets, but they're based out of Sioux City, Iowa, and they, they raise these dogs uh, specific to each veteran. A veteran signs up to get a dog, and they raise the dog completely free of charge. They're a complete non-for-profit, and they give these dogs to these veterans, whether they have post-traumatic stress, a physical injury, or otherwise, and the dog is trained to help the veteran in their day-to-day. And seeing the, uh, seeing the effect that these service animals have on these, vets is absolutely amazing and i tried i've i think this will be my fourth year uh playing their fundraiser this year is it'll be on march 5th in bronson iowa um but it's it's a super amazing organization and i'm so so privileged to have been able to play such a small part in it and try to get the word out about it as best i can because who would have thought that doing something that is such good soul food like that could have helped me so much in my career too it's just funny how the world works sometimes yeah isn't it isn't it you know sometimes it seems like uh you know there's the people that feel like oh no good deed goes unpunished and then there are other times when you feel like you know uh like attracts like you know good attracts good and uh keeps going so uh that's fantastic so yeah i'm going to definitely want to get the information to share on all of my social media as well and especially uh the event on march the 5th now I was looking at, you know, when uh, Spotify puts out the things, your your what's going on for 2021. I guess it's a, the end of year wrap up. Yeah. And I'm looking here. It says Dane Lewis, fourteen, what fourteen thousand five hundred streams. Yep, uh, we did really well this year with a independent EP. I was really surprised. Yeah, twelve countries. Yeah, uh, I attribute a lot of that to a lot of my buddies in the armed services that are over in Jordan and uh, over in Africa, and uh, they pass my music around a lot uh, to a lot of other vets and stuff like that. I, but I was I was amazed at the twelve countries part. I kind I really couldn't believe that. That was super cool. <laughs> I think that's fantastic, and that is what it's like. Uh, you know, your publicist is so fantastic, and and I understand her job because that's that's the kind of firm that I own as well. And that's when when people don't want to use social media and things, I go, look, you've got the whole world available to you. You don't have it to go drive insane. somewhere. Yeah, sit in somebody's office for several hours in case they might walk by and see you. No, it's all here. You can share it with all the people there uh, around the world. That is fantastic. That is um, that is <laughs> that's a bomb. That is great. Uh, that had to be a good feeling to see that. No, it sure was, and and that you know it was it was kind of a it's a timestamp I guess is what I'll call it now because we have pulled the record from uh, Spotify and Apple Music because we 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 felt we did a good job with it but we felt we could do a lot better job with it uh, with uh, going out and re-releasing a lot of these songs with a a little bit better we we've kind of we do everything in house my bass player is a producer uh, his name's Briar Burns he produces and owns his own studio. Um, and he does fantastic, fantastic work. And when we got all this gear, we were just kind of getting our feet wet with it and trying to learn how to cut our own records. And since then, uh, he's blossomed as a producer, and us as a band, we've gotten a lot tighter as well. And so we really wanted to kind of take a second crack at it before maybe if it would have gotten huge, that would have been great. But uh, I think we could do a lot better. So 
we as musicians we like to challenge ourselves to do to do better every day so we're going to keep doing that oh yeah that's that's part of the excitement isn't it oh absolutely see what you come up with next and how it builds that's great tell me about some of the uh um most surprising and most fun experiences you've had in the last couple of years because you're obviously you're getting out you're meeting people people are meeting you and the rest of your band which sounds like a very impressive group uh tell us about some of the most exciting and, and surprising occurrences um you know it's honestly been kind of a whirlwind uh but it's, it's nice to kind of look back um uh, probably one of my favorite experiences was uh, this last summer on july 10th we played a show at, in a battery park which is part of a hard rock hotel and casino uh in iowa and we played with brantley gilbert and ashlyn craft and they've all Whoa. become close we've all become close <laughs> friends with them since and uh it was it was pouring down rain all day and we got told that there was a 60 percent chance the show wasn't going to happen there was no lightning um so we were just kind of we'd had all the stage set up and all the the back line and everything was sitting there all day covered but we're waiting for the crowd and everything like that and waiting for the end of the day and trying to do sound checks. And we got all the sound checks done and got ready for the show. It was about two hours out, started raining really hard. And we were mm. worried and we're sitting back there with all the other musicians thinking this isn't going to happen. We're not, there's no way we're going to be able to pull this show off. And then like clockwork, about 20 minutes before the gates, the rain slowed down significantly and then wound up stopping and we were able to take the stage. Everyone was sitting out there having a great time. We went out, we did our half hour set and uh we went back stage and our friends in Ashland Crafts camp, they went up and they started playing. It just poured on them. And it was oh, no. <laughs> I felt so bad. And but Ashlyn oh. is just a trooper. She's awesome. And so she uh <laughs> she wound up having someone throw her a towel, she wiped off her mascara and did the rest of her set and it was amazing. <laughs> Those guys killed it and uh they go back and then brantley went on and again magically the rain stopped so that's kind of our running joke with ashland's camp they're the rain makers but uh it was you know but as we're sitting backstage talking to all of them and it was just really nice to understand that a lot of these artists are just like us and they're all we're all just real people just doing a job and it's because of a passion it's not for any sort of fame or money or anything like it's just a job you know that's how we feed our families that's how we pay our rent and uh, it, it's good to work with good musicians that are out there for the same goal and are good people so it's been a blessing every every show that we've played we've had cool experiences but that one was kind of a test of faith and i think that uh everyone learned a lot from that and uh everyone got a lot of takeaway from it you know, that that line will make me love her even more when you said she just got a towel, you know, just wiped off her mascara. Now that oh, yeah. is a Absolutely. pro. She said she was just she was just soaked and she goes, Well, we got about twenty minutes left, so you might as well throw me a towel so I can at least see these people while I'm doing it. <laughs> so no, now that she was is she a, was a true professional. Seriously, seriously. That is uh like I said, makes me love her even more. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so now I know you had been trying to move uh, from Iowa to move to Nashville, and of course there's probably a lot of things the last couple of years as we know about, you know, stopping people. Uh, everybody's plans have changed a bit, uh, but you're almost there now, or half of your band is there. What's the deal? 
So my uh, my drummer moved in October. Our plan was to be there in February, and, I, and I'll kind of briefly skate over this because I'm not going to try to be a Debbie Downer about a lot of it. But um, our drummer moved, and we're all steam ahead to move February 1st, and I wanted to help my dad with one last corn and soybean harvest. And uh, he um, he inevitably had – he caught COVID, oh. um, which inevitably claimed his life, and I had – all of a sudden the responsibility of taking care of a third generation family farm and getting out the last harvest on my set by myself. And, uh, it was, it was kind of a, a real test of faith and it was really great to see a lot of people in such a small community come together. And uh, a lot of his friends came and helped and we had two combines and two grain carts and four semi drivers and we got it all knocked out in about a week. And it oh, was, wow. it was truly amazing. But, uh, we got it done, and uh, I wanted to make sure I, I hung. I'm an only child, so I wanted to make sure I hung back for a couple more months to help my mom get everything figured out and set up so that when I go, I can go and really try it and not have to be halfway at home and halfway there. I, wanna, I wanted to fully mm-hmm. pot commit anywhere I go. So, it, it's uh, you know, that, that's been a lot of uh, – that's been a test of faith for the music thing and, and showed that the best plans will have some flexibility but uh, I, about mid-April is when everything should be kind of close to final on on the estate and everything, and uh, I'll make sure everything's all well and good before I leave. And uh, it sounds like we're going to have kind of a busy summer, and we'll be touring around, so I'm sure I'll be swinging through home plenty as well. So we're excited to get so down too. to Nashville and get to work. Well, I accept my, my condolences on the loss of your father, but what a wonderful community and, and bunch Absolutely. of friends and family. That's that's a great story, uh, and that that everybody came together, and uh, I'm sure your mother's very proud of you and staying with her. But yeah, but she wants to see her boy go on. I'm sure. That's that's it. She's been pushing me about harder than anybody. So that's been the best blessing too. You know, it's it's kind of hard to play both play both roles some days, but she's been my rock with everything, and she's uh she's been firm on you. Well, you got to go. You still got to go. It just don't matter that, you know, we won't figure it out here, but you still got things you got to go do. So I've, uh, I've been blessed truly with one of the best. So. Oh, that's wonderful. It sounds like, uh, see my friend Colin Kelly and I have a, there's a play. I've never seen the play. I don't think he has either, but it's got a great title. I told you, I love you now get out. So that's, (laughs) (laughs) that's about it right there. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, I can't wait to play Whiskey Wears Off. But first, I got a couple of messages to send to people. And by the way, folks, if you have a comment or question for Dane Lewis, I am sure he's happy to talk to you. Uh, The number here is 646-716-9922. That's 646-716-9922. It's a toll-free call in the continental U.S., or if you're at one of those situations, uh, Dane, you've probably been here too, I know I have, where you can't make a phone call, maybe you're listening at a job or something, you can always uh, message it to me on Facebook, either through Madam Perry Salon or Jennifer Modette Perry, and I'll share your comments and questions with Dane. But first, I got a couple of things to play from some folks that um, are very kindly sponsoring the show. and. We're going to play a few of those now, and Dane, that'll give us a chance to uh, get another glass of water or whiskey or whatever. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. okay. All right.
Do you enjoy watching movies? Yes! Do you like to hear other people's opinions on movies? Yes! And do you find that you don't always have the time to listen to an entire podcast about one movie? Yes! Well, then you might enjoy my new podcast, Living for the Cinema. My reviews cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of what makes each film unique, but in less than 15 minutes. Check out Living for the Cinema on all platforms where podcasts are available. <sighs> Ugh, what a day. I just need some me time for once. Yes, perfect. I got the new bath bombs today. Peach and clove, here we come. Mim and the Anvil makes the best smelling herbal blends of bath bombs. You can order loose or ground herb, added buttermilk, extra large, even ones with hidden gifts inside. There are over 25 essential oil varieties. After today, my body definitely needs some spiritual nourishment and lots of fizz. Her metaphysical blends are soothing in more ways than one. Visit MimInTheAnvil.com today. Make time for yourself. There are over 100 herbal blends of bath bombs. Keep a healthy body and mind. Feed your soul. Visit MimInTheAnvil.com today. If you don't make time for yourself, no one else will. I mean, the world has gone crazy, right? I mean, this whole pandemic, I, I, I don't even know if I'm coming or going anymore. You know what I mean? But the one thing during the pandemic that I found out, right, that was a good thing was the Madame Paris Salon. I mean, this podcast, right, when you hear her laughing, all you want to do is laugh, right? When her dog's barking in the background and she's talking to the dog, I'm like, she's going to an interview and I'm like, this podcast is the best podcast I've ever heard before. You know what I mean? All right. Actually, Dane, I'm so glad you're here. And this is your first time on Madam Perry Salon. I'm so glad we're going to get to play your song. But I got a question for you. Alrighty. That comes from it comes from uh Rebecca and she's in Knoxville, Tennessee. And she said, Okay, usually I'm interested in what musicians um people like or, or wanna be like or look up to when they're young. But you had a various background when I'm trying to read you here. You were playing rock and heavy metal first and, and classic rock before country. So who are your favorite guitarists? Oh, my favorite guitarist. That's a good one. Um, you know, it, it honestly, it changes by the day a lot of the time. But I will say uh, it started out, it started out, it was Jimmy Page, second to none, from Led mm-hmm. Zeppelin. And I was absolutely enamored with his work. But as I've grown uh, as an artist and listened to a lot of different music, my favorite guitarist of all time is probably one of the most underrated ones would be Mike Campbell from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, as yeah. he's recorded on Don Henley's records, he's recorded on so many different studio artists' records, and he's kind of the best in the pocket player. He can be the loudest, proudest, loudest, you know, crazy guitarist ever, but he can also sit back and put something into a song that if you remove it, it the song is gone. So I, I've really uh, grown to appreciate the magic of uh, Mike Campbell's guitar work. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
definitely that's a great question. call. Thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> and uh, that's fun. Well, I think I don't want to hold the people back any longer. Um, before they start to say, Madam Perry, shut up and play the music. <laughs> <laughs> you got any intro? Oh, by the way, folks, too, uh, when you look this up, there's a uh, there's a video, and uh, which is just a few seconds longer than the song. It is a great video. This thing is banging. This is like this is well done cinema. Um, how did you come up? Who came up with the idea, the concept for the video? So uh, we 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 kind of estranged uh, the idea of the of the core concept of the song or the core experience into just a uh, kind of whiskey-soaked love between two individuals where uh, they couldn't get along when they were sober, but every time that they were drunk, they were magic or they were magnets to one another. <laughs> so uh, we, we talked with the videographer, Mike Kessel from Kessel Creations, and uh, he did a great job of putting a, st- a little bit of storyboard together with us and showing us, you know, just kind of that representation of, you know, somebody that you're absolutely smitten with as soon as you've had a couple of drinks and they're, they reciprocate, but sometimes it's hard to get along sober. So that's kind of the, the, the line of logic that the video follows. <laughs> okay. All right. That is, <laughs> Oh, how many times have we seen that? All right. Oh my. <laughs> All right. So here we go, folks. And I am so thrilled to play this. It is, Whiskey wears off, Dane Lewis. She says, boy, why don't you just come home late at night? Somewhere in the darkness we can find a light. On a sick collision course, this way life dies. Feeling like we owe ourselves to give it a try.
the morning light comes, you'll be all alone again. So whether it's headaches, whether it's heartache, somewhere in between, there will never be an ever for you and me. Cause I'm Whiskey wears off. Dane Lewis. Where did you learn yes, to sing ma'am. like that? I'm not saying you didn't, were born with talent, but I'm saying where did you learn to sing like that? <laughs> Thank you very much. No, honestly, uh, it's kind of a funny story. I was playing guitar. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dane dropped, but I got a feeling he's going to be back. And so <laughs> that is a great video and a great song. And I'm going to share the video, too, over on uh, Facebook in just a, a little bit, or after the show, rather. So um, let's see. I think I've told you while I'm waiting for Dane to call back in. Uh, I'm going to tell you, too, also coming up, we're going to have uh, – UK author, I believe she's Scottish, Scottish author Jackie Jones Hunt talking about animals, souls, and uh, the shamans, Moses and Jesus. And also Vivian Boucherot's coming back. Now, you probably know Vivian um, and you know her work. Uh, her husband, Chris White, was one of the original members of the Zombies. And so she did the artwork on, I believe, the Odyssey and Oracle album, several. She also sang on the uh, some of the zombie songs from that Oracle and Odyssey album, and she toured with them when they did the 50th anniversary of Odyssey and Oracle. Uh, but anyway, she's an artist. She has a, a book of art called Know You're Crazy, and that's Y-O-U-R. And her friend, Cindy De Silva, who's also my friend and also the manager of the zombies, as well as a lot of other bands like Hollis Brown and uh, Bruce Sedano, uh, talked her into making a book out of these drawings and then Renee Harbison, another friend of publisher, uh said, Yeah, we'll publish that. And so the three of them are going to be back on the show again on February sixteenth. Now, let me bring this man back into the genie bottle. I don't know if it was something I said, but hey, welcome back, Dane Lewis. Good knit. The freaking call just dropped on me. Sorry about oh, that. Okay. <laughs> right up the call failed. <laughs> Didn't need to hang up on you. <laughs> All right. I know. I know. You, you're you're too well bred for that. I can tell. So, talk about singing. 
Yes. No, uh, when I was, it was funny. I wanted to be a lead guitar player, and uh, I found out I wasn't all too great at guitar playing, maybe just enough to get me paid. But I was upstairs <laughs> one day, uh, one day while my dad was kind of messing around downstairs, and he comes upstairs, and I was singing some Bob Seger song very, very terribly. And he comes up, and he goes, I'm not trying to be mean by any of this, but would you like some singing lessons? Like, is that something we should put you through <laughs> instead oh. of guitar lessons? And I, I just I was like, well, you know, I was thinking about it, but, you know, money, you know, can get kind of tight. And I, I wanted to keep taking the guitar lessons, so my alternative was to join choir at school. So mm-hmm. I went in, and I, I talked to the choir teacher, and that wasn't the manly or, you know, super uh, super guy thing to do at my school. It was kind of a very sports-centered school. Um <laughs> but I did anyways, and I wound up taking private singing lessons with the – right before choir class or after choir class, and I'd take study hall breaks to go get singing lessons. And I wound up doing that for a couple of years and then went into high school and stayed in choir and kind of just kept working on the technicalities of singing. And then with that, you know, breaking that a little bit up and trying to kind of come up with my own style of how I wanted to sound and – we eventually figured out that, you know, I, I, I kind of had, I wound up having a voice that was adhered to that, or, you know, high baritone, low tenor range. And uh, it worked really well for a lot of rock and country music and wound up developing my own style out of it. And a lot of practice, a lot of cutting your teeth and small, really rundown bars. And after years of doing it, I hope I got a decent handle on it, but uh, you always try to get better too. Oh, yeah, that was our dance break song this afternoon in the office. And uh, <laughs> Perfect. So, everybody was on that. Yeah, everybody's, everybody was feeling it. Let me just tell you that. Yeah, I was even going to ask you. Say, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, hey, it's good to groove, too. So uh, I was going to say, what was it out there? Did you get to belt it out in the cornfield or something? You know, and, and, I, and I don't mean that as a joke because. I used to do when I would be doing my own yard work, like clearing out ivy and stuff. And this was back when I had a jazz band. I'd be trying to remember uh, lyrics and stuff, and I'd be just, I've got the world on a string. And then I'd rev up my uh, chainsaw, not chainsaw, hedge trimmers. But uh... <laughs> no, that's because... actually you nailed you nailed it on the head right there. Uh, it's funny we so we lived on about five acres and we had a big zero turn mower. And I, I'm not even joking. That's funny you brought it up. I didn't even think about it. I would be riding around on the lawnmower, and uh, I'd be singing along the songs on my iPod and my ears and stuff like that. And I'd be, uh, and it was funny. One day I came in, mom went, "Well, I heard you singing from the backyard, you know, over the <laughs> mower." And uh, in learning how to belt like that, actually, for his better or worse chords, I learned how to sing out loud. So I'm a sound guy's. Uh, dream as far as that goes because i don't have to turn the mics up too loud i just kind of tend to yell anyway so no it's funny i just i learned learn how to sing loud from being on the lawnmower and <laughs> that's funny you bring that up <laughs> well that's what I said. you learn how to project and uh oh yeah yeah okay i'm gonna aim for that you know whatever over there and uh yeah, that that stack that bell whatever i'm gonna top of the barn i'm gonna project up there to the seats to the people up in the balcony and um uh, yeah, that's why I gave you my example so you'd know I wasn't just making fun. I was serious. No, 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 you nailed it on the head. That's funny as hell, actually. Well, uh, I got a message from uh, Louise and Rusty, and they're in 
Missouri, and they said, <laughs> they said, okay, this is great. We're going to have this music, but he better come to Missouri, okay? Oh, yeah. That's just a little bit south. I'm still in Iowa right now, so we're going to try to run through Missouri quite a bit on our routes from Nashville and back home. So, uh, yeah, we, we run right through Missouri from St. Louis to Kansas City, and I actually bought my – I got a Bernie's Mountain Dog, and I bought him down in Springfield, Missouri. <gasps> so, um, but yeah, no, I love Missouri. It won't be too hard to get down there, I hope. Oh, Bernie's Mountain Dog. That's great. If your heating goes out, you'll never be cold. Oh, good net. You mean it, too. That I mean, he's about 100 pounds, and, yeah, he's a little furnace. So. <laughs> That's beautiful. Those smart dogs. Okay, whatever. And, um, okay, and also uh, Patrick in uh, Germantown, Maryland, says, this is great. Dane, uh, congrats on the music, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you around uh, D.C. and Maryland, whatever you get here. Absolutely. Thanks, Patrick. I appreciate that, man. No, I'm excited to get out a little bit and try to start touring around and catching some of these folks in all these different towns and states. And it's been interesting. We've kind of just been regional over the last couple of years from Oklahoma up to Minnesota and just kind of staying in the Midwest. So it'll be nice to branch out a little bit in the coming years. Oh, yeah, definitely come through, you know, the South. Um, Asheville. Well, we were living in Asheville for 10 years, came back to Atlanta about three years ago. But you know those places, Asheville, Atlanta, uh, Birmingham is a great for music, uh, Florida, you know, uh, the whole country, the whole world. We all need it. It's healing. It's uh, it's good for the health and good for the spirit. So Absolutely. We look forward to you on tour. And uh, so where can people find out about you? I mean, I can, I'm going to be giving your, sharing your uh, social media uh, tags on all of my social media, but the people want to hear it from your lips first. Well, thank you. No, uh, if you guys go to Dane, D-A-N-E, Lewis, L-O-U-I-S, official.com, uh, you guys can find all my links, the link to my fan club, as well as uh, – News up the newsletter updates. You guys go sign up for that. It'll send you a monthly newsletter with anything that I'm doing, and also you can find tour dates and everything like that on there as well. We're hoping to fill a lot more of that out really soon. We're kind of just getting our feet wet in uh, what we're going to be doing in 2022. So stay tuned. It's not too copious of an amount of information right now, but we'll uh, stay tuned to that, and you'll be able to find us anywhere and. See all the quickest updates. True. If you look over on his Instagram, you got pictures of the band, uh, pictures of the Bernie's Mountain Dog, no pictures of food. So <laughs> <laughs> eat it too fast. But camera doesn't eat first at my house. So <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. And, and I hear that voice telling me I've only got ninety seconds. So I just want to say yes. Uh, for the people who listen while they're driving uh, or running, yes, I will be sharing all of the uh, social media information and website for Dane Lewis on all of mine from Madam Perry Salon as well as Jennifer Perry. And uh, uh, you know, you you know, you can come back, right? Oh, I hope I'll come back real soon. It was great talking to you, JP. All right, great. Good to talk to you too. All right, folks. So go out there and catch Dane Lewis and be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. And remember, I think you're wonderful. And everybody's got to Bye. Bye.